Welcome back to MST. And as MST is back, the NBA is back as well. Let's. We just got the news today. Go. We are excited. Uh, we got something to talk about. Some hot news. Uh, hot off the press. The paper's burning my hand. <laughs> right out of the printer. <laughs> um, with that being said, the NBA is back just a week after we talked about it possibly returning last week. And we are looking at a format that we kind of expected, that we talked about. We will be seeing, uh, just to say off first, we'll be seeing a 22-team league coming back in... The, at the end of July, on July 31st, it's going to run until October 12th. That's like the estimated time frame for the remainder of the season. 22 teams are coming back, 13 Western Conference, 9 Eastern Conference, 8 regular season games per team, and then there's going to be play-in for the 8 seeds, which also means that we are going to be getting Eastern and Western Conferences still. So, which also means... The best. The Celtics have a shot. <laughs> kind of. More than before. Or less. It it depends. It depends. But, you could uh, see the Clippers second round. That's trash. Huh? Nope. I said if you, if we saw the Clippers in the second round, that could be trash. Well, how would we? Because there's a shot that we do. It's Eastern versus West. It's Eastern Western conferences. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Is it? Yeah. I thought they were sticking to the. um, It says uh, the NBA is inviting 22 teams to Orlando, 13 Western, 9 Eastern, 8 regular season games per team, playing for the eighth seeds. Which, assuming, means that there's going to be. Eight seeds in the east and the west. Okay, so then yes. Otherwise, it would just be one through sixteen. But uh, yeah, anyway, so that's basically how it's going to be coming back. Uh, we're excited, of course. They found a way to get Zion in the race. The uh, well, teams well, yeah, that will be joining the Western Conference teams will be seeing added on are the Pelicans, the Blazers, the Suns, the Kings. And the Spurs, uh, all within kind of a range, I guess, of potentially making it. And then the Wizards will be the Eastern Conference team joining the fray. Um, so how it's going to work, though, is after those eight regular season games are played, if the ninth seed is more than four games back from the eighth seed, uh, the eighth seed will just automatically make the playoffs. And if fewer than four games, if they're within four games, there'll be a play-in tournament for, I think it depends, whatever the conference is. So um, I don't know how that would work. I think if there was a, if it was by conference, I think the Wizards would just play whoever the eighth seed is after those eight regular season games to make a play-in for the playoffs if they're within reach. 
And then in the West, I don't know if they do all the all the five teams plus the eighth seed. Not sure how that would exactly work, but something along those lines. We assume I th- assume we'll get more information. Hasn't been officially signed off on, but that's what um, Woj confirmed uh, confirmed today. So that is Jake, the latest news. Anything you would have changed about this seating? About the stuff? format? About the teams that were that are in it? Anything? Um, I. Would have liked to see. Uh, I get their idea of having more Western Conference teams because some of the Western Conference teams in the middle of the pack are more competitive than the middle of the pack Eastern Conference teams. Yep. And it, I think that's fair that they're giving, but I think they should have also given. Maybe they should have gone to like twelve teams for each conference. Exactly. I was thinking the same thing. I would have liked to seen an equal amount of teams from each conference have a shot because eight games, dude, is enough to get in. Like, let's just say the Orlando Magic, who is the eighth seed right now in the Eastern Conference, goes on an eight-game losing streak, and some team that could have been in, like, uh, I, I can't even think off the top of my head, but an Eastern Conference team that was, you know, maybe a 10 or or 11 seed, but let's just say one of them go on, like, an eight-game win streak, they're in. You know? Uh, That would have been been nice to see, I think, but I I don't care, really. The NBA is coming back, and we're getting basketball. It's all going to be held at Disney World, too, which is kind of strange but cool, I think, at the same time. I don't know if there'll be, like, I know there's going to be no fans, but um, I don't know if they're going to let, like, other players go to other games within the regulations. So, like, if it's all going to be held, I think they're going to be doing, like, a all-day style. They're going to be playing at the same place, all the games, and the games are just going to run from the morning to the end of the night, probably for a couple weeks. And yeah, that's playoff, fire. Gonna, that is then the cool thing. Take, probably going to take a week off or two and then go to playoffs, something like that. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm just happy basketball is coming back. It'll give us something to watch towards the end of the summer. Um, and it's just, uh, I, I, I like the idea of keeping, if they are going this route to keep the conferences, it would have been cool to see like a Clippers Lakers finals, but I like the traditional style, um, matchups that we get every year. I think it just like, I feel like if you were to do the other one, it's kind of like a, almost like a fixed season. Um, you'd have to put like an asterisk next to the champion's name because they weren't playing within the conference, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But um, yeah, nevertheless, happy basketball is go- going to be coming back soon. Um, not for another about two months, but nevertheless, it's coming back. Um, upon that news, um, I want to take a second to recognize the career of Vince Carter, uh, who has, yes. with this news, has officially played his last game in the NBA. Uh, 22 seasons, which is the all-time record for seasons played by a player. Um, me and my brother were talking about this today, that uh, a lot of people, you know, 
10, 15, 20 years from now are going to forget who Vince Carter was um, because of those years that he played outside of his prime that kind of killed his career stats. So when kids go back and look at the books, they'll see the, the dunk contest, but they'll probably think, you know, they'll probably be thinking like Zach Levine, Aaron, Aaron Gordon. Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> They won't be seeing Vince Carter as much, and they will definitely see his stats, and they'll it'll portray a different message than what he really was for a player in his prime. Um, I know Vince is personally one of my favorite players of all time, without a doubt. Uh, I, I love players at the shooting guard position, and Vince was at one of the top ones right there. And uh, the way he just he just changed basketball, the effect he had on the game was incredible to watch growing up. Um, Toronto, going to New Jersey, and then the his him as a journeyman towards the end of his career, hitting big shots and still getting up at like the age of forty two and stuff is just crazy <laughs> to watch. Uh, for a guy like for that age to be still uh, valuable on a NBA team as a rotational player is is crazy. Um, I think we'll definitely see more of that, and he's definitely probably inspired some players to go deeper into their career if possible, guys like LeBron. I mean, LeBron was probably going that route anyways. But all these guys coming through the league now that maintain their, their body throughout their careers are probably going to be going towards 20-year 20, 20 careers if possible. And I think you can pay that homage to Vince Carter, just a guy who's revolutionized the game of basketball. Uh, brought the dunk back into style. Vince Sanity, Air Canada. Uh, he's just yes, a sir. great figure. In the I think uh, when I think of the Toronto Raptors, he's the first person I think of. I just think of the the old throwback jerseys, and just him like like I wasn't back in the day. I wasn't a huge basketball fan. Like I didn't watch basketball re- religiously like I do now. I would say I, lo- I watch way more basketball than I did, but. Um, yeah, that's the first thing I think of. I see that jersey, and I'm like, yep, Vince Carter. Yeah, he just – a guy that just changed the culture of the NBA um, right out the gate when he came into the league. In-game, probably the best in-game dunker ever. Um, probably the my favorite guy to watch in a dunk contest. Um, although I didn't personally watch him in the dunk contest back then too young at the time, but going back a couple years later and seeing it uh, and over and over again throughout highlight reels, uh, his team USA dunk is just crazy. Um, There's one dunk that I remember that he didn't convert, but it was crazy. It would have been like the, it would have been the most ridiculous dunk in like NBA history. Um, I don't know if anybody's seen it, but Del Curry throws a lob off the backboard. I think it was either Del Curry or Doug Christie, one of the two. Throws a lob off the backboard from like half court. And Vince went down all the way to get it off the backboard. It was like a windmill slam and he just missed it. I don't know, man. It's just the guy's done crazy things and not even as a dunker as well. He's been a great all-around offensive player throughout his career. Um, Yeah. Just a bucket getter, a dog. In the uh, in the what ifs uh, episode two, we talked about this what if scenario very briefly. Um, I th- I believe I brought it up. This what if scenario of if Shaq chose to go to Toronto um, during one of his free agents, you know, uh, stints, I guess, yeah. um, which would have been just 
absurd because it was Vince, you know, Vince's prime and oh, would have just yeah. been insane. It's just you know, Vince was all the hype. I mean, obviously, like I said, I was too young. He was like drafted a year before I was born, but um, growing up watching him as as a kid was incredible. And he's Jesus. What are you eating? A granola bar? Uh, it sounds like you're eating a granola bar. <laughs> I ain't eating anything, bro. <laughs> I was likely being weird. All right, but yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. Just just saying, Vince Carter. We gotta pay respect to him. He didn't get the the uh, the send off he should have gotten. He didn't get to finish it off for the career he had and the length it was record setting. Um, just one of the all time greats. Probably the end kind of like the last guy that represents like the old school, the 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s era. He's the, probably like the last guy standing that I can think of. Um, but but yeah, so we just had to pay homage to him real quick. Uh, we'll go back to the NBA, I guess. I, I don't really know where to go from here. We kind of talked about it last week, but I think we can talk about it a little bit more. Um, if I just pull up the seating, I think we could also talk about go into depth, um, a little bit on the, um, idea of Grant Napier, who was just, um, like, uh, parted ways with the Sacramento Kings. We could, Um, I mean, everybody saw it coming. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't really think there's much to say about that, to be honest. No. Uh, the guy is just a flat-out racist. Um, I don't want to get I guess, too much uh, politics or anything. I know the movements yeah. are going on and everything, but I think we need to talk about something else. But we can t- you can touch on that if you want. Yeah, so I was just going to say I think there's a lot of stuff that hasn't been – well, he's, like, come out and said stuff um, personally um, that's been slightly – or just flat out racist. Um, but also too, I think there's a lot that we might not know um, in terms of him coming in contact with Kings players and, and possibly like um, portraying like a racist uh, or like racial idea towards them um, that we might not know because I, there was a, like a little bit of back and forth with like Boogie Cousins and um, a few other guys on Twitter and stuff. So, um, oh no, dude, we're just in a time that is tough. It's like very, um, I feel like it's very political and, uh, I don't know how to say it. It's just very, it's like a really tough time. I feel like, yeah. And so a lot of people are having a hard time displaying their opinions or ideas, um, in the right way, in a respectable way. So. Yeah, I feel it. Um, yeah, so uh, Eric was going to touch quickly on that. Um, I don't really have much to say about it. I just saw it coming a while ago, I guess. Um, it's kind of like a known thing that he was racist and everything. And the way things are going, they're probably going to see more of this throughout sports over the next couple weeks. Yeah. Um, but... Anyways, we'll get back to 
the NBA and the NBA season coming back, the playoffs, everything. So I'm looking at it now, and I'm looking at the the standings. Excuse me. (coughs) I got the Roni. Everybody forgot about the Roni. (laughs) Thanks. Um, But, yeah, looking at the standings, um, as of right now, the – we go to the Eastern Conference real quick. An overview of what's happened recently. Um, the Wizards are actually five and a half games back of the Magic. Um, I think it's a stretch for them to get in, but I think it's definitely a possibility. Um, I don't. If the Magic were to lose a couple times and the Wizards were to win out somehow. I don't know if they would. Rumors are that John Wall could be coming back because he's 100% healthy. Um, that would be an interesting be, dynamic to see. That'd be kind of cool. Would. Create some hype. Um, John Wall's an incredible player, and we haven't seen him play in so long that um, it would add another element to the NBA returning. It would be exciting. I know whatever game that would be, I'd probably watch. Um, it'll probably be like a Celtics Wizards game because of the history, so <laughs> that'd be cool. I got a question real quick, just looking at the standings, uh, real quick. Yeah. Do you think it's right that like we talked about this, you know, bring the Western Conference got um thirteen teams going. Do you think it's right that I mean they obviously kept out Golden State, they're the worst team in the league by far, but I mean, you left out Minnesota, like I feel like you either put uh, Minnesota. I, I know they don't really have a chance. They're like, statistically actually, eliminated. So yeah, they are statistically eliminated. But dude, why would you bring them in and not bring or like why would you bring in like a team like Phoenix? Like I don't know. I just I feel like you should have just brought in us. Like there should have been a cutoff point. I feel like. Um, I think they just based it on game, how many games out people were from the eighth seed. Um, if they were less than eight games out, they let them in. Uh, yeah, but you say that, but Charlotte should get a chance to come in, but they don't. True, they are only seven games out. Um, I don't know. Maybe they had to – they wanted – 25 win teams in even though the Wizards aren't even 25 win team but I don't know how you're gonna look at that I don't I don't really know where to go from yeah, there I'm not really that. sure uh, they have some reasoning behind it um, I think they just wanted to keep it competitive um, even though Charlotte's not too far out I'm not gonna I don't think they're that competitive at all um, I agree I think Phoenix is a team that can be competitive when at their best. So I see that point and that way of looking at it. But, uh, again, I don't really know. But anyways, um, we look at the Eastern Conference. We have the Wizards. Like I said, John Wall potentially coming back. That'd be cool. A very reasonable chance for them to make the playoffs if they play well. And Orlando doesn't. And even if they kind of mix and Washington still falls to that nine, they might get a play-in series against Orlando if they're going to do it based on Eastern and Western Conference. So 
Um, that'd be an interesting series to see, especially if John Wall's playing. Um, I mean, looking at I'm looking at win streaks and everything, which don't really matter at this point now that the season's been off for so long and everybody's healthy pretty much. Um, who can be healthy? Um, like the Bucks were on a three game losing streak. I don't think that matters anymore, but that would have been effective if the league were to come back sooner. Um, but you look at teams that were hot, Toronto, Brooklyn, Orlando, um, a couple teams that were on a few game winning streaks, like I said, doesn't really matter now. Um, but I guess we can look at it this way. If we were to, um, let's, let's just make up a bracket real quick. All right. Um, I assume that the top six seeds are the top six seeds are definitely locked in in the East. Yep. Um, Brooklyn, Orlando, Washington are in the mix. I think I could. I don't think I see Washington getting in because I guess Brooklyn and Orlando were hot. Um, I don't see Washington getting in unless John Wall comes back and plays outlandish. Because they've just been so like shaky all year. Yeah, I don't um, see that. I don't see John Wall bringing them over the top either. Don't get me wrong; he's a great player, but he hasn't played in like two years. Yeah. So, I think this Eastern Conference bracket will stay the same if they're going to continue with the conference idea. I agree. Um, the West, I think, yeah, you're locked in through seven. Um, that eighth spot is really the only toss up. I think the. I don't know if you're locked in through seven, though. Yeah, you are. You have to be. No. The next, the ninth team is eleven and a half games behind. No, that I'm saying the eighth team. Yeah, I'm saying we're locked in through seven, though. Yeah, you're saying one through seven's locked in. Memphis could could shake up that seven seed. Okay. Well, I mean. You have at least these seven of these teams, and I don't think Memphis is going to be because they are seven games behind. Um, yeah, so they're seven games behind, but you look at the, the five, the six, and the seven seed, they're all got 40 wins. But I'm saying all those teams are going to be in the playoffs no matter what. Yeah, they're going to be in the playoffs, yeah. but I'm, That's what I'm saying. I'm oh, saying okay. That. I thought you were talking about seeding. Those, those first seven teams are locked in. Yeah. And I doubt Memphis wins enough games and the other team lose enough games to where Memphis overtakes one of their spots. I guess, yeah. But there's a shot. You never know. Something incredible would have to happen. They'd have to go 8-0. and And, like, those three teams would all have to go, like, 0-8. But <laughs> I guess it's possible. Um, I'm going to say the 1-7 through seven is locked pretty much. Um, then we have the 8 through 13. I don't see Phoenix getting in. Um, unless, unless they get into that play-in tournament style. We look at it now. Memphis is three and a half games ahead of Portland. Um, so if they were to maintain that, there'd be a play-in. And I don't know if the play-in would include everybody, like the 8 through 13, or if it would just include any team that's within four games of the A seed. I think that would be the more fair way to choose it, which as of right now, there's four teams, three and a half games behind Memphis. 
I mean, three teams, three and a half games behind Memphis, and the Spurs are four games behind. Um, when, yeah, that's how they did it, right? Yeah, yeah. When you look at Portland, do you think, uh, do you think they have a legit chance Portland's, to maybe work up? Portland's the best chance. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I think Portland. I honestly think Portland will overtake Memphis. One so I'm not technically or, or not personally. I mean, looking at the, you know, the nine, ten, eleven, twelve, and thirteen teams are, like, I'm not really looking at it as are they good enough because I think anything can happen. But what I'm really looking at is are these one through seven or I mean one through eight seeds, are they bad enough, kinda, to lose their place you know what i mean yeah because like um, i could see that you i think uh well obviously um in the east especially i think the bucks have their place locked i believe so too um i think toronto's toronto pretty six and a half i think toronto could be unless the celtics make something happen where they play Toronto and they beat them, and then Toronto loses a couple more games, and Celtics win a couple more games. Um, they're right in that ball field, and I think the two, three, four could be interesting. I don't think, I think the bottom of the bracket's kind of set. The Pacers can be surprising at times, but I don't think they're good enough to jump Miami, Boston, no. or Toronto. I agree. I agree. Um, so I think the only change that really comes, I think. Um, yeah, five and six is probably locked in right there too. Yep. Um, I don't think the the biggest change could be within the two to four seed in the East. Um, yep. I don't really, I don't know if it's gonna change much. I think it should stay relatively the same. Like I said, we have no idea. We gotta see how everybody comes back. Um, we don't. Know it's what just crazy. It's crazy, like looking at the East and the West. And looking at the fact that between in the East, if you're looking at the East record-wise, between the two and the six seed, there could be could completely flip-flop. Yeah, like there's a legit chance, or not legit chance, but there's a good like there there's a solid chance that that could just completely flip-flop. I'm not saying you know two all the way down to six, but I'm saying you know six could like Philly could make their way up to a four spot very good chance they could you know yeah. and then if you're looking at the west you have a team well, you have three teams tied in terms you know in terms of wins five six and seven and they're only one game behind the four seed two games behind the three seed and three games well, behind the two seed so i mean i in the east i don't think anything's really gonna change um I think that comes down to matchups in between the Raptors, Celtics, and Heat. And I think whoever wins the most out of those matchups will be the highest seed. I don't think the Heat will jump to two. I think they could jump to three. I think Boston could jump to two. And I think Toronto could fall to three, possibly. Um, nobody's going to jump to one. No. In, uh, their, in their respective conferences, the one seeds are, are locks where they are, I believe. I think yeah, uh, the Clippers have the shot if they just win out and the Lakers go like three and five, um, which with a with a game against the the Lakers if they beat them, 
Um, I think the Lakers are first seed, but uh, there's always a slight chance. I don't think it'll happen because the Lakers are very good. Um, they're all well rested and everybody's well rested, but it's going to be interesting to see how everybody comes back. But um, I think it's very possible to see, you could see switches from, it's possible to see switches all the way f- down from the two to the ele- uh, 11, I mean, uh, seven seed. I know. It's crazy. West. Um, I don't think, I don't think the Clippers and Nuggets are going to drop below the four seed. I agree with that. I think Utah but, could drop because uh, they were on a they were on a streak for a while, but they could drop. I think Utah could definitely drop um, to seven. OKC too. Like I said, any of the four through seven, they could finish this season in any order. Um, I think Houston could make a push for four. Uh, OKC could definitely make a push for four. I don't think Dallas gets much higher than five. I don't think they get higher than five. Yeah, I agree with that. I think they are. I think uh, Doncic and and Kristaps is or Doncic is healthy now, and Kristaps is you know played pretty well all season. So, all right. So we have. Um, let me pull out a piece of paper real quick. So we have grab an old piece of mail, I guess. Um, let's make a quick bracket. All right. Now we kind of talked about it. We did. Um, we did. Uh, we did this last week, but last week we were unsure of the playoff format and kind of just and guessed. Now it looks like it's changing. So yeah. Um. So it looks like I think the. I want to say the East is going to stay pretty much the same. Uh yeah, I would agree with that. I would I, say. I don't think the. I don't think Philadelphia. Passes the Pacers. That I was uh, just gonna say. I think that might be the only change I could see. It's Philly and Indiana flip flopping. That's the only thing I could see. Just because of how young Indiana is, and I yeah, there's so much could happen, but I don't know. Based on how this year's been going, I don't think it happens. Um. So that way we have. I'm just writing this out. Milwaukee versus Orlando. Toronto versus Brooklyn. Um, Boston versus Philly. Insane first-round matchup. That gets in the top half. Or no, that would be in the bottom half of the bracket. Um, yeah. And then Miami versus Indiana. So we have Milwaukee versus Orlando. That's Milwaukee. Yep. It ain't even a question. Miami versus um, Indiana. I'm going Miami. Yep. Boston versus Philly. Going Boston. Yep. Toronto, Good Brooklyn. series, but Boston. Toronto, Brooklyn, I'm going Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. So you have the top four seeds moving. Um, then you have Milwaukee, Miami. This one could be closer than people think. I'm going to go Milwaukee, though. 
Yeah, I'd say probably six or seven game series though. Boston versus Toronto. This also could go either way. Um, I'm calling Boston on this one because I, I don't Boston too. Yeah. I don't know if Toronto Toronto's very good, but I just don't know if they're that good. It'll be interesting how they perform in the playoffs without Kawhi. I mean, they've been playing well without Kawhi all year, but I don't know. And then we have, uh, we'll save Milwaukee and Boston in the conference finals until after. Uh, we'll go to West. So we'll have the, and personally, I think the Trailblazers are going to jump the Grizzlies, and I think the Trailblazers are going to end up being the eight seed. I don't know how you feel about that. Wait, what was that again? I said, personally, I feel like Portland is going to jump Memphis for the eighth seed. Um, um, I think it's very possible. I think uh, Damian Lillard, think just based on team experience late in the season. Uh, I guess this. I guess even the these first eight game, these last or like first eight games would even be considered playoffs almost. In a playoff atmosphere, um, I don't know. I have Portland. I don't know if you have. If you have Memphis, we'll just go with Memphis since they're the higher seed right now. Uh, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> trying, I'm trying to think about it. You know, Memphis is a very good team, and they played very well, like very good team ball all year. But dude, this changes so much. And Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, and you know, Damian Lillard puts that team on his back. You know what? Let's put Portland at let's put Portland at the eight seed. Yeah. Um. So we'll go. It's tough to deny Lakers versus the Trailblazers in the first round, and then LeBron, LeBron versus Melo (laughs) in round one, and then we have the Clippers and the Mavericks. Um, then we get the Nuggets versus the Rockets. Kind of, it was that would happen in the other bracket. Yep. Um, I don't even remember who I took to be honest. I think. I think we took Rockets actually. Yeah. No, actually, we might have taken Denver because of the big man situation. Oh yeah, we did. Um, and then I have. So the last team is Utah versus OKC. Um, that's assuming the way things are stay the same. Like mm-hmm. we said, there could be a lot of change within the two to seven seeds. Um, but we'll go with that for now, just because that's what it is out the gate. Uh, what, are you doing, what are you doing to your mic? Oh, you're like swallowing it. My bad. <laughs> It was underneath me. Um, good. So <clears throat> we'll go Lakers, Portland. This will be interesting. Um, you have Damian Lillard's clutch ability in the playoffs, and then you have LeBron James. Ultimately, I'm taking the Lakers here. Probably, I want to say six, though. I think wow. the Lakers have a better shot than Memphis does against the Lakers. So I'm going to say. Um, and we can't forget that the Trailblazers also made the Western Conference Finals last year. Um, I'm going to go probably maybe a little biased because I really like Damon CJ and I like Melo. 
and Hassan has been playing really good this year. Yeah, he has. Is Nurkic coming back? That's uh, a good Nurkic, question. Nah, he won't be back. Uh, his, that would, his leg injury was way too gruesome for him to return. Um, that would have been a uh, a factor. But I got the Lakers in six still. Um, I think they give them trouble, though. Then we have Utah OKC. Uh, this is an interesting one. Hmm. Um, both teams are pretty... Even with the veteran to youth, yeah, uh, like capacity on their team, I don't even know how I'd put that. Um, can I tell you who I'm taking? Yeah, I'm taking OKC, and the factor is Chris Paul, dude. Chris Paul's got a shot right now yeah. to be the leader of a team and bring him through the playoffs, and I think he gets. I think he does it. He's been an MVP candidate all year. Um, lower range MVP candidate, but he's been in the talks. I'd probably go OKC as well, just because um, Utah hasn't been playing as well without Bojan. Um, he's been the, their clutch player all year, too. He's been a 20-point-per-game scorer, and they don't have him anymore. Um, so I go OKC. Then we go Clippers-Dallas. I think this is probably the quickest series. In the West for the first round, I think Clippers take it in five, probably. Um, I don't know yep. if we'll see any sweeps or not this year, but because we got a lot of good teams, but I'm going to go Clippers probably in five. I think we could see five. Milwaukee sweep. Yeah, I think Maybe. Milwaukee could sweep in the first round for sure. Um, and I think Toronto could also sweep too, probably. Yeah. Uh, then we get the Nuggets and Rockets. I think we both took the Nuggets last time, so we'll just stick with it here. Yep. And then we'll get on to the next round in the West, which gives us the Lakers versus OKC. I think this one, this would be an interesting matchup dynamic because the way the teams match up is kind of like um, – their best positions don't match up against the other team's best positions very well. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to say the Lakers probably yeah. five, I want to say. I don't think. Uh, dude, I I think the Lakers are a lock for the finals. So. Um, even against the Clippers? Yeah. Yeah. Last week you said it was an even match. I, I think it's an even matchup, but I don't think they're – I don't – you can't deny LeBron, bro. I think he's going straight to the finals. Um, LeBron and Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is a top five player in the world. Maybe top three. I don't know about that. I'd probably say he's like, he's definitely top seven. Okay. Um, but either way, those guys are good anyways. Uh <laughs> Then we have Clippers Nuggets. I'm going Clippers. Um, and this way we end up having for the conference finals on both sides, we have the one versus the three seed in the East and the one versus the two seed in the West. Um, so I want to say Boston because my heart says that, but I don't. I, this would be a close one. I think this one could go seven. 
Milwaukee beat him last year. Boston beat him the year before. We've seen Tatum step up. He stepped up in the playoffs before. Um, Giannis is just a beast. Um, but this is the year of the freak. Um, yeah. So I'm going to just – I'd probably say Milwaukee in seven. Yeah. I think I think that's a seven-game series. I mean, if the Celtics get there to that point, I think uh, they have so a legit chance at winning it. The best matchup for Milwaukee. I agree. I agree. And the toughest task. I think honestly, the Celtics could pull out the series, but I'd probably lean like sixty-five, thirty-five Milwaukee. Something in that either range. either them or Toronto. I think Toronto matches up very well with them as well. But yeah, yeah. Um, Toronto could also put up a fight. Um, either way, I think the Eastern Conference Finals are going to be good, whoever makes it. Um, and then we have Clippers, Lakers. Like we said, this is like the matchup of, I don't even know, the decade. I mean, I didn't know the decade just started, but it's probably going to be the matchup of the decade. Um, you have two superstars on each team. Like, it's in L.A. There's no home court yeah. advantage, evenly matched. No, it's not in L.A. Well, it's not going to be in L.A., but the fan bases are equal, I guess. You can put it that way. Um, I don't even... Oh, like, I, I, I'm going to lean towards the Lakers. I said yeah. Clippers on the last one. Well, that's because I wanted them to... I, we had a Lakers-Clippers finals on the last one because of the other seating. Um... But um, I wanted to say Clippers in that because I just think it, this is really evenly matched, and I think it could go either way. Um, but if it's in the conference finals, uh, this is I think what separates this is the second best player and the fact that Anthony Davis is the second best player compared to Paul George being the second best player. Yep kind of sets this one towards the Lakers side. I think Kawhi and LeBron are very Dude, I was just thinking about this. LeBron didn't get to play Kawhi when he was on his tear last year. Dude, Kawhi could, like, just gain the props for being the best player in the world if he beats LeBron in this series. Yeah. Um, That'd be crazy. Um, That could be insane. You get to see prime Kawhi versus, I guess, still prime LeBron. Or at least different prime LeBron, like a remodeled version of LeBron. Less score, more passing LeBron. Um, but, like, so evenly matched, but I'm going to lean towards the Lakers because yeah, I agree. the sole reason of Kobe Bryant. Um, I would want the Clippers to win, but for Kobe, I'm going to say Lakers. And then the cool. finals, we get Milwaukee and the Lakers. Um, this would be a, a great matchup to watch. But I think the star power leans towards the Lakers. Yep. Um, the playoff experience also leans towards the Lakers. Um, it'd be really interesting to see how Anthony Davis plays throughout these playoffs too because Anthony Davis has had a lot of games where he's been up in the playoffs and a lot of games where he's been down. Yeah. Um, He's not the most consistent playoff player. Um, there was times when he was in New Orleans where Drew Holiday was the better player than him in the playoffs. So I think what helps is having a guy like LeBron in your corner. Yeah. 
Um, so. I'm going to lean. I'm going to say the Lakers in seven. I'm saying Lakers in six, but yeah. Um, and I think this it. it's the year of the Mamba. Um, I agree. LeBron gets his fourth ring, and what I think will be his final ring if he gets it. Um, yeah. I think there's also so many different possibilities on matchups we could see in the finals. You could see, literally, you could see Milwaukee versus the Lakers. You could see Miami versus the Lakers. You could see Boston versus the Lakers. You could see Toronto versus the Lakers. You could see all those teams versus the Clippers. Um, it's possible, but very unlikely to see all those teams versus the Nuggets as well. Um, there's just so many possible matchups you could see throughout these playoffs based on even these eight games could really mix up the way the playoffs go. Yep. Um, it comes down to who is more ready to play basketball. I think that's what it's going to come down to. I, I think that as well. I don't know if anybody is ready, to be honest, and everybody's going to be rusty. Um, I just, I don't know. We'll see. Um, but I think that's what we got for this episode. Let us know, like always. Uh, if you're excited for basketball to come back, what you think of the new playoff format, and if you think it's the right move for the NBA, and whether or not you agree with our pick for the finals. Um, obviously, I mean, personally, I might have a different finals, but for the general purpose of the program, I think this is reasonable. And, um, yeah, I think this could go so many different ways that we could see so many different teams playing so many other teams that we didn't even mention and could change the whole playoff bracket. But um, that's going to do also, it for this. Later. Before you end this, I just would like to say we appreciate you. Jake, I don't know if you saw this, but we did get one more rating. That, that, I think that was me. Oh, fuck. Damn <laughs> <laughs> Um, but we appreciate oh, okay. the other person who gave us a rating. Yes, whoever, whoever that was. Haven't let us know because nobody talks to us. <laughs> um, but you know, probably gonna go play some two K now. Um, yes, sir. Got me excited about some basketball. I'm itching to play basketball in real life. Um, I can't wait till we can get back on the courts without any problems. Um, but anyways, that's going to do it for this episode. Like we always say, let us know. Thanks for coming through. Be ready to tune in the next episode. Hopefully we have a guest for you and be ready to tune in to sound up stream on Sunday. We don't know yep. what we're coming at with you, uh, coming at you with next, but we'll figure something out. And, uh, thanks for listening. Peace. See ya.